Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between faith and mental health. Today you are listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. I just released a quiz called, What's Your Body Trying to Tell You? It will take less than two minutes to complete, and you can go to rachelgilbert.com forward slash quiz to take it, and you will receive your results plus a PDF with helpful resources. My book, Image Restored, was released in March, and we are in a restored series here on the podcast. When I finished writing this book, God showed me each of these chapters' themes applies to so much more than body image. While this series can address body image struggles, I will share how you can apply it to any area of your life. You don't need a copy of Image Restored to follow along, but of course, I recommend it. So far, we have covered truth, temple, union, hope, family, heart, and mind restored. If you missed any of those, go back and catch up on them. This week, our theme is emotions restored, and this comes from chapter eight of the book. In this chapter, we discussed, of course, emotions. And the thing I love about emotions is they have a way of letting us know what's happening in our hearts if we will stop long enough to listen. And I do feel strongly about this topic. Here in a minute, I'm going to share a bit of a personal testimony about emotions in my life. But right now, I just want to encourage you with this. Emotions are not something we need to hide from. Yet, in order to stop and embrace them, we must normalize them. The Bible is full of stories that illustrate the emotions people felt. And can I encourage you, next time you read your Bible, just even for a few times, this is fun to do, look at it through the lens of the emotions that that person was experiencing. I think very few of us have done this, and and I want to give you some examples here of some emotions that some of these heroes of the Bible felt. Moses burned with anger. You can see that in Exodus 11.8. Jacob felt great fear and distress. That's in Genesis 32.7. Jonathan burned with anger and was crushed in spirit. King David was filled with joy. We see this many places. One example is in 1 Chronicles 29.9. And Esther felt distress. Just as these heroes of the faith felt a broad range of emotions, we too are wired to feel. It's all part of our divine design. We often avoid feeling out of fear that we can't control our emotions. However, the more we practice feeling and expressing emotions, the more we give them an outlet to be expressed in a healthy way. I think that there's been some confusion around this topic of emotions because as I mentioned a second ago, yeah, they can feel a little out of control. Even you've probably heard the statement, oh, don't be emotional or don't make 
an emotional decision or we've heard things said. And I also believe, especially in the Christian culture, this verse passage that I'm about to read to you has very much shaped our view of emotions. And I want to just debunk this for a second. Uh, Ephesians 3, 26 through 27. If you've been in church for five more than five minutes, you've you've probably heard this one preached on. And I'm going to read it to you. Well, let me just say it this way. Before I read it to you in the version that I want to read in today, it is the famous passage of do not let the sun go down on your anger. I want to read to you that in the message. Here's what it says in the message. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. And so I think there's been a bit of confusion. I don't I don't think on purpose necessarily. It's just, you know, we all are interpreting things all kinds of different ways, especially when we hear a sermon preached or anything like that. And I think that this type of passage, this is only one example though, has given some kind of narrative that anger is bad. And here's the deal about emotions that I've learned personally and in counseling. You cannot just pick and choose which emotions you want to say you're going to numb and not feel. They're all intertwined. In fact, if you've listened to my podcast for very long, you know I'm a big fan of emotion wheels. I use those in counseling all the time. And in my book, we created something kind of cool called emotion flowers that you can color at the very uh, end of the chapter. And the purpose of this is to recognize there's so many emotions. Most of us don't even have a very good emotional vocab. It's not exactly something you learn. You definitely don't take that class in school. So we're having to learn it usually later in life. Sometimes some people never learn any kind of emotional vocab. But the thing about those emotions is you can't pick and choose. So if I numb anger, I'm also going to be numbing happiness. I'm going to be numbing all the different things. And so it's a very slippery slope to start to choose which emotions that we need to numb, that we need to ignore, that we need to shove down when they rise up and go, oh, no, oh, no, I'm not supposed to be angry. Okay, that verse I just read to you never once said, don't be angry. In fact, it said quite the opposite. It said, go ahead and be angry. But then in some translations, it goes on to say, but don't sin in it. And do you know that I think where we get hung up with emotions is actually when we judge them. And so let's just pretend for a second, anger rises up. Actually, let me give you an example, a real life example that just happened to me before I hit record for this podcast, okay? You're getting inside scoop here. There was something scheduled for me to do today and it got canceled 10 minutes before we were supposed to do this interview. And it was me on somebody else's show. And I had gotten all ready, had driven up to our, because I record in our clinic, like I, I was ready, I was set up, had all my stuff ready to go. And I get an email of, oh, it's canceled and no reason why. I'm just going to be straight with you. Anger was the first thing that rose up in me because I'm like, are you kidding me? I got all ready, which ladies, can you feel my pain? Like I put makeup on on a day I normally don't put makeup on. It's usually my day where I'm like at home doing home stuff. I put makeup on. I pulled my, you know, self together. I came up, I prepared, I was praying, like I was, had everything set up and then a cancellation. 
And of course, I was disappointed too. That was another emotion. But honestly, I was more, I think, frustrated and angry because I'm like, really? I could still be at home right now in my joggers and just living my best life, right? And so honestly, my first reaction though was to stuff it because I'm like, this is silly, Rachel. People can't help when they have to can't. This happens all the time. Like I went immediately to why I shouldn't be feeling angry right now. I'm like, I just, this is stupid. I shouldn't, people cancel all the time. This happens, right? And it does. And that's true. Like that's true. And I am to that place right now. But the moment something rises up, it's okay to give it space. So for a, a brief moment, I was about to stuff it and I was about to be like, okay, all right, let's just move on with our lives. Let's get to work. And I just felt the Lord say, Rachel, let it come up. So I did. I just took a moment, shut my computer, like closed my eyes, and I just started talking to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I am so angry right now. I'm also hurt and I'm disappointed because, and I just started telling him like, this feels like a waste of my day. This feels like a waste of my time. It feels like the other person really doesn't value my time because they canceled with no reason. Uh, So I'm also feeling a little rejected right now and a little let down. And I just started telling him all this stuff. And as I did, my heart shifted. I was like, huh, my body shifted, my being tense and my shoulders were starting to be like, you know, how they kind of tighten up and you can just feel it. Everything in me relaxed. That took me less than two minutes to do, but it did take me stopping and honoring what was coming up, okay? Because that anger, while I shouldn't make decisions out of it, I'm just here to tell you, it needed to get up and out. And actually, I would argue, and not just argue, I will stand firm on that what I just did was more healthy because what if I had just decided to dismiss the anger just now? I would have been making decisions all day long from unexpressed anger. Even though you wouldn't have seen my anger on the outside, even though, I mean, I hopefully wouldn't have hit record on this still angry. I don't know. I've done that stuff before. I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect here. But I would have been running around all day with low-grade anger just simmering and just thinking on, I'm so mad. I have makeup on today and there was no reason for that, like, which is so silly, right? Now I see, like, who cares if I had to put makeup on an extra day? Like, not a huge deal, but it was becoming a big deal because I wouldn't just let it up and out. And I share this with you to say that recently I was talking to my our middle child and we were reflecting on me before I went to school to become a counselor. And she said, mom, honestly, she we were just talking about all kinds of things. And, and she said, I noticed a really big difference in you when you went to school to become a counselor. And I said, okay, how so? You know, I mean, we all grow through, you know, it was a hard time of all of our lives and we all sacrificed a lot for me to do it and go get my master's degree. And, and I'm like, okay, how so? And she said, well, you're just, she said, and she was trying to find the right words, trying to be kind. And she's like, you just are not as angry as you used to be before. And you're able to talk about things a lot better. And like we were just talking through it. And essentially what we got to the down to was before I went to school to become a counselor, I didn't know how to feel or express my emotions. 
I would have moments like I did today and I would just stuff, stuff, and stuff some more. I was part of the Stuffers Anonymous group. Like I was probably the president of it. And the thing of it is, is if you met me and you knew me five years ago before I went to school, you would have thought I was a sweet person. You would have said, oh, wow, she's just so calm. She's just so peaceful. And that was true 99.9% of the time. But you did not want to be around in that 0.01% of the time. Because those of us who stuff, those of us who dismiss feelings, dismiss and say, oh, that's silly to feel that way. Those of us who stuff those things, we are like volcanoes. And so it was brewing. It's like it was always brewing. And honestly, I was even afraid of myself. And, you know, the people closest to me, it's like, mom would be great. I would be this great, happy, okay person. But then one thing would happen. It's that straw that we've heard that statement, the straw that broke the camel's back. Another way of saying that, it was the emotion that it's like I tried to stuff one more emotion in there and all the other emotions were like, nope, no more room, no more room. We're coming up, we're coming up. And then it became an emotional explosion that felt out of control and that contributed to my wrong thinking that emotions are bad, they're scary, so we should keep stuffing. So I'd have that volcanic explosion. I would yell and, you know, stomp off and slam doors. And I mean, it's embarrassing to admit that. I'm, I'm grateful that's not me anymore. But I am here to tell you, if you're listening today and that's you, and you're sick of having those volcanic explosions every couple of months or however often they come for you, the only way that's gonna stop happening is if you get real with yourself and say, okay, it is time to face my emotions. It is time to look at them and say, hey, emotions, I see you. Sit with them for a few minutes. Say them out loud. I love to pray them out loud to the Lord because he already knows them. He sees them. He's happy they're coming up and out. Give them space to get up and out because I promise you they will find a way up and out. And if we wait for all of them to come up and out at the same time, it's usually not very pretty and it's usually not in a way that we would choose, okay? All right, I know I need to wrap up today's session. So I, sorry, session. Can you tell I'm used to uh, counseling? This is not a session. This is a show. What do we call this? I don't know. Anyway, therapist thoughts. I want to sh- share with you therapist thoughts from this chapter. It says, when a client pinpoints an emotion she's experiencing, I often ask, where do you feel that emotion in your body? And that is for real a question. I mean, that's in the book, but that's a question I ask, especially in EMDR. So here's what I want you to do today. Sit for a moment, take three deep breaths, scan your body from the top of your head down to your toes, and notice where you feel any emotion. We store emotions in our body. How do I know this? Well, I could go on a whole nother 20 minutes for that, but a very simple, silly example is how do, we, how do you know when you feel anxious? Most people Uh, or nervous even, you feel it in your stomach, right? So here's a couple questions for you to process after you have done that. You've scanned your body, you're noticing any emotions. Ask God, do I have any incorrect view of my emotions? And then again, as you sit that with your, you know, just scanning your body, noticing where you're feeling those emotions, what emotion am I feeling right now? And where do I feel that in my body? 
Remember, emotions aren't always big. They're not always the big angry thing. Sometimes it's content. Sometimes, uh, bored. I don't know. We like start naming all the emotions and it really just helps you start connecting the pieces there. Let me pray over you. Lord, thank you for every person who is sitting under the sound of my voice. Thank you that emotions were your idea. These are not a mistake. They are a way of us knowing what's happening in our heart. Bring them up and out today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if this topic of emotions spoke to you, I highly recommend taking that quiz that I mentioned earlier in the show to learn to listen to your body. Go to rachelgilbert.com forward slash quiz and get those results. That concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.